collar social club where white collar meets blue collar and your average joes talk about everything from sports to working on cars to bourbon to cigars to craft beers you name it we talk about it this is your host rev the barber from the world famous main street barbershop daytona beach florida stay tuned to this week's episode Welcome back to the Blue Collar Social Club. This is Rev the Barber from the world famous Main Street Barbershop, Daytona Beach, Florida. And this is our Biketoberfest episode here at Santos Cycles on Blue Road in Daytona Beach, Florida. What's up, guys? How, are you, How doing? you doing? We're doing good. So, we have Morrow and I just forgot your Sal. name. Sal. Okay. So, how long do you guys work together now? Um, three different locations, probably since, what, 2012, 2013? Yeah. Probably what six, about six years. Six, six years, years now. Yeah. Cool. So, Morrow, what what got you into the motorcycle business? Um, I started working retail at um, Cycle Gear, which is a local apparel. Um, they do have nationwide stores, and that kind of got my my interest peaked in in motorcycles. Knowing you know Daytona is big <laughs> on motorcycles, um, it just kind of took off from there. I started a dealership with some partners and did that for two years and then branched off on my own looking to create something a little bit different uh, more of a location place where people can come hang out and not just a place to bring your bike or buy your bike gotcha yeah it sounds cool and like looking around this place right now you got like the pool table set up but it doesn't look like your normal motorcycle dealership it looks like you know just a cool place it has the bar up on the front end and so and a motorcycle mechanic area in the back so it, it's a really cool location i'll definitely be taking some pictures and posting those up on our instagram and everything so it, it is a really cool um setup you have here it doesn't just look like your normal motorcycle uh dealership it, it has like that cool hangout feel to it yeah and that's what we're going for um i know you guys can't see the showroom but the showroom's all carpet we do hardwood floors for our service area and it's all open there's no wall uh, so you can see us working on your bike. You can come talk to us while we're doing it. And a lot of shops don't like that, but uh, we invite that. We want you to see what's going on, to understand your bike, and hopefully uh, you'll come back for your purchase or come back for service. We're always here for you. And like right now, we're like actually doing the podcast in their lounge area. It's like a little lounge with a coffee, like a little coffee bar and a refrigerator, like a cool looking antique refrigerator with a TV and stuff like that. And then over to our, up towards the front is where the actual bar is. So it has a lounge and everything in it. This is probably one of the coolest setups I've seen for a uh, motorcycle shop in a long time. And so you've been doing this, what, six years now? Uh, we've been at this location three years. Uh, Santos Cycles is three years old. Um, I've been in the industry for quite some time. I had a dealership before this for two years, uh, but we've been in this location about three years. All right, and Sal, so you've been here most of the three years that uh, Morrow's been here? Yeah, yeah. Um, we had another mechanic here. He was the, I guess you'd say the lead or the head mechanic, and uh, he wound up leaving, uh, I think, going he down moved. south to a dealership. He moved away? Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I, I came back. Something. Something I always want to do is be a mechanic. Don't ask me why. Most yeah. people like go to school not to do, you know, knuckle busting, greasy right. work. But you know, it's it's what I get off on. I guess that's what I like to do. 
I mean, I started doing it when I was 17. So after you graduated, you decided to go to um, school for uh, motorcycle mechanic school? Yeah, yeah. I actually moved down here from New York when I was 23. Um, something I knew would look good on paper because I was already doing it in my garage for right. friends and everything like that. And I'd, you know, at a, at a point you get, it's like people are not going to respect you or pay you to do it unless you're legit, you know? So, right. Yeah, I moved down here. Uh, started started after school. Um, really looking. That's how I actually got in got into it with Mara. Like Mara, I went in, uh, cycle gear where Mara was. Applied for a job. He uh, called me in for an interview, and the rest is history, pretty much. You know. Right. So Mara was. So you went to Embry Riddle before you decided to get into motorcycles. So you were thinking about doing planes first because that's an aeronautical university, right? Yep, uh, I, I did. I wanted to fly airplanes. Uh, I went to Embry-Riddle, and uh, while I was attending, September 11th happened, and it kind of flipped the industry upside down. Uh, the, a lot of people were getting furloughed and laid off. Uh, so I started part-time while I was in college doing the motorcycle accessories, and that kind of got me on the trail for motorcycles. I moved up with that company. I was going to move out to California and uh, work for corporate, but it was just not the right move for my family at the time. Uh, I ended up staying local and getting into the dealership side of motorcycles, and that's what led me to here. So you have a, you have a little family? How many kids you got? I have two kids. Yeah. Uh, I have a son and a daughter. Uh, my daughter's seven, my son is three, and uh, they're, they're often here. Uh, my son's here in the mornings usually until uh, my girlfriend gets out of work and then he goes with her, but they're here a lot. And you and your girl have been together, what, 10 years now? Yeah, we've been together for 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> and Sal laughs because uh, she likes to give Mara a hard time she because they, they've been together 10 years. And She'll tell you straight up. And he's, he's afraid to put a ring on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to rush a good thing, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Hey. Yeah. And Mara says he lives in Florida because they don't have a common law. <laughs> I told him in, in West Virginia, Kentucky, or Ohio, he had already been married because I think it's like five years in West Virginia and seven in Ohio and Kentucky. What did you say? Seven in seven in New York, I believe. Seven in New York. So, yeah. In any other state, he'd probably be already married now. I moved down here for the weather. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's what they all say. That's right. <laughs> so, we got Biketoberfest coming up this week. Yep. Hopefully, it will be a good event. It's hard to kind of gauge the bikes in town now that they, they moved the events off Beach Street. Uh, we used to be able to see all the bikes driving by and kind of see how the event's going to be. Uh, without all those vendors out there, it's kind of hard because bi bikers are taking a different route uh, to the activities. But we're, you know, it's still early in the week. Uh, there are, I drove down Main Street yesterday, it's starting to fill up. So we're, we're looking forward to a good event and hopefully all the business we'll do well during it and hopefully all the riders are safe yeah and we're, we're set up on main street so it'll be one hectic event for us um we starting thursday we'll be starting 18 hours straight you know 18 hour days we get there at seven in the morning we don't leave till midnight one o'clock so uh it, it gets crazy on main street for for sure and it, it, it's kind of sucks that you guys kind of got the raw end of the deal on beach street and blue road when they took the vendors off yeah it is what it is yeah it happens, and uh, they've actually limited. I think they're limiting this year the number of tents on Main Street as well. 
Really? Uh, we just found that out. So they're going to allow some some tents on Main Street, but I, I know they're trying to move this thing out to the Speedway and then out to Ormond. Yeah, I know. I know. I drove by the Cabbage Patch the other day, and it was it was hopping. There, yeah. That's like the new go-to place. Yeah. You know, I don't know why or what they have to offer because I've never been out there myself, but. Yeah, and there's a um, another campground right down from the uh, Cabbage Patch. I forget the name of it as well, but uh, that's, can't think of it. that's beyond my yeah. means. Like, yeah. I don't go out that way, so I don't know. They had something set up out there, so it was. Uh, can't remember the name of that. But it's crazy that they're moving everything from Main Street that's and Beach Street. You're taking money away from yeah. the big the businesses that don't do well in the winter because of the A1A is not. You're not going to go party right. on A1A in the winter. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So you're taking money away from you know businesses that can use it this time of year. Yeah, and we Ken always says we, we don't we don't bank on bike we can bike Toberfest anymore to 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 help us in any way. It's just a little extra money in our pocket right. when we hate when we get it. So, and we're not sure exactly how it's going to work out for the barbershop either because now we're in a new location there oh, really? in that standalone building. So we're going to have tents out front and down the east side. And they actually for the past two events they haven't had any tents in the west side. But now that we're there, they they feel like we're an anchor, I guess. For the street, so they they're gonna put a tent on the west side as well. So uh, it's gonna be a, a something that hasn't happened for the past two events. So yeah. this is what the second event that they haven't had tents on Beach Street. Yep, it started with Bike Week in March. Was yeah. the first event. Um, so yeah, I don't. I'm not quite sure what the city's thinking. Um, this town has been built on events. And they're trying to turn it into a family town, but there are a lot of hotels, restaurants that just, there's not enough families to support those businesses. Right. We need the tourism, we need the events, businesses need it. Yeah, yeah. And, it, uh, and it is more of an event town than it is a oh, vacation yeah. town. Because if you look at vacation towns around the country, uh, Myrtle Beach, for instance, is more of a vacation town. Yeah. Orlando is more of a vacation town. This is not yeah. one of those destinations. This is more of an event town where we have 36 different events in this town a right. year, huge events in this town a year, where whether it's Bike Week, Biketoberfest, Jeep Week, or Truck Week. You're, you're talking about huge events that come to this town that actually are what move the economy along. Yeah, you're talking so. people from you know all over the nation. I love the events. I yeah, mean, I do. I live locally. People complain about traffic, but most of the locals know ways around, you know, the back roads right. and such to get home. Yeah. Uh, but it just it just pumps life into the, the city. You know, people that aren't here for the events, I mean, it becomes a ghost town. I was going to say that. Oh, a yeah. A lot. I mean, well, you know, you work surprised. on Main Street. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. After Bike Week. Oh, yeah. Fest, done. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, well, uh, Main Street, if it ain't an event going on, then we're the only one doing any business. And the reason why is because the Main Street Barbershop's been there since 1949. So for 70 years, Main Street Barbershop's been a staple on Main Street. Right, so everybody knows so it. So everybody knows it. But if you look you know, at any other business on Main Street, yeah. if it ain't a Bike Week, Bike Tower Fest, or Jeep Week, or something like that, I then I it, couldn't tell you more than it's the barbershop. It's a ghost town. I couldn't tell you yeah. anyone that's there that's more than so. the, the barbershop. Yeah. So what is the um, bikes that you focus on the most here? So when I created this uh, this dealership, I really was hitting the internet, um, and I still do. So we ship a lot of our bikes. I would say 75% of our bikes uh, leave, and they don't stay locally. Uh, so I focus on different bikes, something that you're not going to find down the street, not your average Harley where you can get at other dealerships. Uh, we carry uh, Urals, which are Russian sidecars. 
we carry Husqvarna's, we carry BMW's. Uh, we're starting to do some of the vintage stuff. Uh, we've got some restorations we're doing. We have one we're working on. We have two or three that are waiting for some bench space to get going on. Uh, we just try to do stuff a little more different uh, so it brings the attention from the nation instead of just local. Yeah, so y'all focus on a lot of the Euro brands, correct? Uh, yeah, we do the American though. We'll yeah, 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 y'all have yeah. American in here. We as do well, some we uh, do the choppers and, and such like right. that. We carry, uh, we've got quite a few of the Tandem Invaders, which people mistakenly think they're the Polaris slingshots, or they're or reverse the trike. Or the T Rexes. People uh, think they're the T Rexes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We, we have uh, four of those in stock. Uh, those get a lot of attention. I get two calls a week on those. Um, so. But we do a little bit of everything. We just try to do different stuff and not your run-of-the-mill stuff. Well, what I was going to say is it's not like most of the shops, if they're going to do Euro, they're strictly Euro. Right. If they're going to do choppers, it's strictly choppers. You right. know what I mean? You can say here is a little bit of everything. Yeah, and you if you I mean? look around like, the showroom right, right now. Right, exactly. You got yeah. a trike, you got a Tandem Invader, you got a golf cart, you have Harleys, you got a little bit of everything. Oh, you got yeah. Euros, you know what I mean? So most shops you're going to, it's going to be sport bike, sport bike, sport bike. Maybe a metric cruiser, you right. know. It's it's not. This is like a, a smorgasbord of everything. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're not gonna. Oh yeah. You're not gonna go in an average shop and see, you know, an ATV and a Harley next to each other. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's usually not that way. Yeah, this it, it is. It's it, like you said. It's a smorgasbord. There's a huge um, mixture of what is in this shop. It 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 isn't just your run of the mill shop. That's for sure. Yeah, there's things in here that uh, I've never even seen before, like the Ural. That thing is pretty cool. It's a sidecar uh, motorcycle from uh, Russia, right? Yep, yep. They're from Russia. They're they were used back in the war. Um, they somehow got the design from BMW. Whether they bought the rights, stole the rights, we don't know that part. But uh, they they engineered them. Uh, they've been around. They haven't changed much since uh, back in the 40s or 50s. Um, they've added a few creature comforts like uh, Brembo brakes fuel injection now they went from a 650 to a 750 motor but besides that i mean they're still as sturdy as they were back in the war and these things i, I just said on one and they are really comfortable and they have a lot more low-end torque on them than what your uh, harley davidson or your other bikes would have they, they they're really good at pulling trailers they're two-wheel drive as well correct yeah most of them are um the original ones were all two-wheel drive. They're a 60-40 split. The drive shaft always spun. Uh, the new ones are selectable two-wheel drive. So it's 50-50 once you flick the, the lever and lock up that sidecar drive shaft. Uh, they do make one-wheel drive uh, Urals, which are actually better for commuting. You got less rotating mass. They're a little faster. They sit a little lower. Uh, but if you want to have some fun, you live near the beach like we do, the two-wheel drive is the way to go go off on the forest roads, go on the beach. They're a ton of fun. And they sell accessories from machine gun mounts to winches to LED lights and anything you can think of. Uh, we have one that we use around the shop. We have a flag mounted to it, a big eight foot flagpole and ton of fun, ton of fun. And you've seen people stuck on the beach and y'all just rode right by them without even uh and they're like, what the heck? That's a motorcycle just riding right by us in soft sand. Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll go right by. 
if you do happen to get stuck, I mean, if you have to stop in the soft sand and it's really deep, all you have to do is get off the bike and clutch it, and it'll walk itself right out. Yeah. And, uh, so they're they're great. They are pretty cool. Like I've I've been looking at them, and and it, I need a new bike. I uh, my my bike's been down for since I had that motorcycle wreck in sixteen, and so um, I, I really do need the the Ural is definitely on my list of one of the things I, I would like to get. It's pretty cool. It's not one of those things you're going to take on the interstate because I really top out at. Uh, 65 is about all you're going to get. I mean, if you tuck, and you might get 70 <laughs> you're if you're right. lucky. But 65 is about it. But but they have that low-end torque on them because and they're, and they're not made to go on the interstate. They're made for pulling you out of a hole or something like that. I mean, they got them on the Geico commercial, correct? Yeah, yeah. They had them a couple years ago. There's a Geico commercial out there. I think the guy's on a red one. I know he's pulling a red camper behind it. Um, but, I mean, they were made for the war. That's what they right. were made for. They're made to uh, go through rough terrain. There's a lot of cool YouTube videos. I mean, completely submerged, and they're still running. Right. Uh, if you have any kind of mechanical knowledge, you can fix them at home. We'd, we'd like you to bring them here, but they can definitely <laughs> right. be fixed in the garage by anyone yeah. that can figure out a, a wrench from a screwdriver and they still have i mean they have an 08 and uh and a uh, 2016 and both of them look like old vintage world war ii bikes like they were made in 1942 mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so like when you're going to these motorcycle events uh they're head turners oh yeah okay. and you'll see some cool ones i i was up uh, recently up in portland maine and someone had a ural and they had turned the sidecar into a little coffee coffee shop and uh, I've seen them I don't know they've had all kinds of things I've seen platforms we've, we've been thinking about turning one into a little tow vehicle for motorcycles just taking the sidecar off making a platform so we could recover broken down motorcycles at bike events and you could you could take a sidecar off and make like a little ramp up to it and that, that'd be really cool because there's a lot of places during bike week and biketoberfest that you can't get to by car you can only get to by motorcycle yeah absolutely it'd be perfect for that yeah and i'm sure a lot of people mistaken these things for a vintage bike too because they are mm -hmm. one of the coolest bikes i've ever seen and in this shop you don't just have the urals but you have every other make and model that you could probably think of they also have an invader which kind of looks like a slingshot um, just a little bit cooler. Yeah, they're they're reverse trikes. A lot of people confuse them with the Polaris slingshot, uh, but these are motorcycle motors. They're mid-mounted engines. They use a Hayabusa 1340 motor. They're super fun. Be nice. Just just say what it is. It'll blow the doors off. Say it. Yeah. Uh, it'll blow the doors off a Polaris slingshot. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You got a four. You know, inline four sport bike motor, right. cooled. 13, what is it, 1,340 cc's? Mm -hmm. You know, you're next to, when are they running those in those slingshots? I mean, they're cool looking, don't get me wrong, the slingshots, but this is like, this is like a Porsche compared to like a Ford right. Fiesta. Yeah. You know and y'all have the largest selection of them in the, in the country. Oh yeah, absolutely. We have four of them, which uh, there might be 20, maybe 25 out in the country. So, uh, we have, we have four of them right now for sale, uh, ranging from a 2018 down to a 2015. Different colors, different options. And what is this buggy thing I'm looking at over here? <laughs> the thing behind us. Uh, that the is, thing behind us. That is uh, Orion Reaper. Uh, looks like a mini Jeep, 
Uh, they make them in two-door or four-door versions. We have a two-door in stock right now. Uh, they're another great street um, and beach buggy. You know, they're for around town. They're not really highway cruisers. They have a little three-cylinder rear engine, uh, four-wheel drive, lockers front and rear. It's a, a cool, fun thing for date nights, for beach days, for the family. It is. It looks pretty cool, too. It even has, like, windshield wipers on it and things like that. So mm -hmm. if it started raining on you or something, it would suck because it doesn't have a roof. <laughs> but, I mean, it does have some windshield wipers. I think they're probably more for if you're running on yeah. the beach yeah. and you have some water spraying up. But uh, they yeah, have a they, little canopy there. Yeah, they come with a little – we don't have the roof on there now, but they got a little canvas roof and little side curtains. Uh, but there's no defrost. There's no air conditioning. There's no heat. You know, they're, they're real basic. You can hose them off when they get dirty. They are cool looking. It looks like one of those um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, <laughs> it does. That's what it reminds me yeah. of. The little Chitty Chitty Bang Bang um, buggies. Oh, the wings on it. Yeah, the wings on it. <laughs> it's cool, though. I got it you. It is. It's, it's a cool oh. little buggy. I would like to have one little sand buggy. I'd like to have one of everything, man. Yeah, one of everything if I, I had mean, the money it, to do it's it. It's just but. cool to get to test ride them. <laughs> that, makes yeah. it, that makes it half worth it. My wife's still like six months away from finishing medical school, so uh, I can't go. have everything until she's done. Right. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming soon. Yeah. So not only do you have uh, the motorcycle shop, you're now into the uh, coffee. Yeah, so we started doing coffee maybe four or five months ago. I think around there. Maybe a little longer. Uh, my thought was Brown & Brown is opening a big insurance office down the street. And I've made this showroom a place where people can come and hang out we have a pool table we have darts so i thought maybe i'd start a little coffee bar you know you can come here check out the new bikes grab a quick cup of coffee before going to work over on beach street uh, so we teamed up with steel oak coffee company out of ormond and they're making us uh, some specialty blends we have a shop blend and we have our new motorhead blend uh, they're an african bean guatemalan bean uh, a little mix and it seems to be working out all right it's working pretty good we're going to be starting on friday mornings we're going to be opening early um, and doing serving coffee it's all complimentary at this at this time we do sell the beans we can ground them or you can take them home whole bean and grind it yourself uh, but friday mornings we're going to open a little early in the winter and you know you can come by on your way to work grab a cup of coffee and uh, check out what we have in for uh, in inventory. And you're going to start that out just on Friday mornings starting out? Yeah, we're going to do it on Friday mornings. Uh, we open at 10 normally, so that's kind of a little late for people that are going to work early. Uh, so we figured we'll try one day a week. We just pick Friday. Yeah. And uh, we're going to give it a shot. And, and I did smell the Motorhead blend, and that, it's a really nice smelling um, coffee. I'm sure it's a really nice flavor. Um, Y'all just doing just your regular brew? Or are you doing a cold brew too? Or so I have nitro cold brew on tap, um, so that's available. Uh, we also do uh, beer on tap too. Again, all complimentary. Uh, just come on in, come look around, uh, talk to us, and we have beer on tap. We have nitro on tap. Uh, the beer we usually run is the honey cream from Ormond Brewing Company. Uh, it's one of my favorites, so that's why I keep it. So a little, a little something to do while you're here. And I've had two glasses of that um, <laughs> Ormond um, honey. 
Uh, and it was a little stronger than what I expected. It uh, definitely has a lot higher alcohol content than uh, your normal beer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you got to watch out. It'll sneak up on you. Yeah, and I, I'm a lightweight anyways. Usually one beer and I'm good for the uh, remainder of the night. But uh, two and it feels pretty good. Yep. <laughs> I'm okay to drive home. I have not had that much. but uh, <laughs> He's down two waters. He's good. Yeah, He's good. yeah flushing it out. <laughs> So how many hours do you guys put in here at the shop a week? Uh, we're open uh, Monday through Saturday. Uh, we used to do seven days a week, but Sundays are, are slow in the area. So uh, we close on Sundays, have a day with our family. But we're usually here Monday through Saturdays, unless uh, we just recently were here Sunday trying to get a, a bike done for a customer. It was a daily driver. Uh, he needed to pick it up. He was from out of town. He's uh, from Cocoa Beach, he actually right. had it towed up here. So we were here Sunday, uh, finishing the bike so he can pick it up. So he had it for work on Monday. That's one thing that we are a little bit different from other dealerships. We're here for the customer. So if you need to come at nine o'clock at night to drop off a bike, to look at a bike, or you need to pick it up on your way to work at seven o'clock in the morning, uh, we can make arrangements to make that happen. Uh, we're here to make your life easier and it seems to work out you know people like that extra touch that they don't get anymore and you guys are hard working blue collar guys when i showed up here this afternoon both of you all were down working on a bike it's harley davidson over here so uh yeah so not not only was uh, sal over there getting his hands dirty but it looked like you were down there getting your hands dirty too right he does he does for for uh, you know whatever you want to call him owner you know whatever but he 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 does he's not the type to sit in his office and uh you know just sit there on his computer or on his phone he'll be out here with me you know i don't ask Getting him he done. does he just does it because you know it's he, he knows at the end of the day you know it's it's his shop too like you know it's yeah you know, things got to get done they gotta right. get done <laughs> right and you know you know one person can only do so much and you know when it's crunch time and then you know, some you know you want to you want to meet customers' deadlines. Right. You know, and if he he doesn't shy away from lending that hand if he knows it's going to get done right. before or you know the time we need. So, you know, that's that's what's another thing that separates him from you know a lot of the, the other shops in this area. You know, it's not it's not he's not a boss. He's a leader. You know, what I mean? right. he'll get out there with you and, and, and you know. Get that's a big thing. Knuckles, you, know? you guys are customer oriented and, and, and get things done for the customers. I don't know how many business owners listen to this, but the business owners know. I mean, you're the janitor, you're the landscaper, you're the mechanic, you're the salesman. I mean, it doesn't get done, so you have to do it, and you know you try to try to do as much as you can. Yeah, we were we were talking about that with um, a lot of the guys that come on this podcast. Is they're entrepreneurs and they're small business owners, and as an entrepreneur and as small business owner, you're you're everything. You know, you, you, you don't just wear that ownership hat. You wear <laughs> every hat in the business at some point. And so um, what what made you the hard worker you are today? Who, who turned you into the hard worker you are today? I, I would have to say probably my parents. You know, my yeah. dad, uh, my dad's an iron worker. And man, he's, what, 70? I think he's 70, right around there. Just oh, just turned 71. And, I mean, he's he's still working. He's still working heavy work too it's dirty yeah he loves going to work Uh, my mom my mom works as well and i mean that's it yeah gotta work for for the stuff uh, that you want for your family oh yeah 
Yeah, it just doesn't get handed to you. I mean, if you want if you want it in this world, you got to work for it. Sal, what made you into the hard worker you are today? Pretty much uh, grown up poor. Right. <laughs> as, as, as sad as that seems, you know, it, it yeah. is. You know, I, I never had anything handed to me. Yeah. I never, uh, you know, my family gave me enough to survive, and right. you know, that's that's you know what it comes down to, and everything else after that is is uh, up to you. You know, and I, I feel like nowadays. You know, I don't have a lot, but what I have, I work for. And that's, you know, one of those things is, is you have to really work for what you want. And a lot of people, you know, some of these people get the, get the easy route. And I think that, you know, in the long run, that deciphers, you know, a hard worker from, a, a, you know, either average Joe or, you know, a schmo, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's one thing about Sal and I. I mean, we'll buy, I mean, I just purchased a 97 Ford F-350 that I'm doing a complete overhaul with. I mean, I could go buy a new truck, but it just, it's not the same. You know, anyone can have that new truck. I mean, Sal builds, since I've known him, all his motorcycles he's built. He buys these rusted out bikes and he builds them up and makes them in his own. And they're the showstoppers. I mean, yeah. you can have a brand new Honda, brand new Harley sitting next to it and people walk right by it because everyone has that. It, it doesn't have that unique touch. And since I've known Sal, I know he's he's been that way, and I'm the same way. I just want to put our own little touch on everything we own. Yeah, like that Frankenstein bike over there, as he calls it. That's it. Sat outside uh, ten years. Was, I had to angle grind the forks off of it. That's how that's how bad of a basket Holy crap. case it was. Yeah, man. Um, some of those parts I was able to salvage. I had them in my kitchen sink with Dawn soap and some some steel wool, trying to bring the chrome back. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I mean, everything on it's probably a year old you know but I mean you see it you know I can sh I'll show you pictures before you leave what it looked like beforehand you you know yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to and after all. yeah I'll, I'll send them to you you wouldn't be able to tell you know I mean there's some things you know obviously it's not a show bike but compared to the average that's a 99 Dyna Wide Glide compared right. to the average Dyna Wide Glide that doesn't look like a Dyna Wide Glide no it doesn't you, know, you and can that's tell the it's a Dyna but well, I, li I like to call them cookie cutters cookie right. cutter bikes bikes that come from the factory that you see everybody has you know like right. the street glides or electric glides you go on main street there's gonna be 40 of them in a row right i want yeah, mine parked next to that when i worked for harley davidson we called the street glides a me too yeah like a jigsaw everybody yeah. would come in and uh and i'd be like let me guess you got a me too yeah and they'd be like what i'd be like yeah street glides a me too everybody Dude. has one and that's that's the thing like you want to you want to be different and yeah. i like to park next to those guys because people are like okay same bike same bike oh snap look at this thing this thing's yeah. pretty sick you know what I mean? You can tell because it's not brand new, right? That it's it's built, but it still looks good. You know what I mean? It's still yeah. appealing. You know? And, and that's like me. I've never had a, a brand new bike. I never had. Yeah. I've never had anything brand new. Were. You know? That's that's. I think that's what's the, like, how do I explain it? It's 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 basically, even though nobody contributes yeah. contributes to it but yourself. Right. At the end of the day, just a compliment is like, the biggest reward because yeah. somebody. They don't know that you put all your blood, sweat, tears, all your money and oh, all that absolutely. into it. And then someone's like, oh, this thing's badass. You're like, thank you. Like, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, they're not knowing, you know. Right. But that's basically the reward of it. And, again, you don't want your you don't want your bike to look like anybody else's. I want, oh, absolutely. I want the average person to look at me standing next to him like, yeah, that, that suits him. That, you can tell that's his bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like me. Like, my, my first bike I bought in 2004, I was uh, 15 years old. And. Or however old we were in, in 2004, <laughs> and uh, I, I got my motorcycle license before I got my car Same. license because you could you could get your motorcycle learner's permit. And no one could ride with you. 
Right. But if you get your car learner's permit, your parent had to ride with your whatever. Right, right. Well, you back in West Virginia, you could get your motorcycle learner's permit. So I bought a '96 Honda Shadow, hey. and this thing had a big old dent in the side, of, like <laughs> the side of the tank. But it was mine. Right. That was my bike, and um, and I remember that man. I'd ride that thing everywhere. Right. And, and then the next bike I bought was an 08. I kept that bike forever, and then I ended up getting an 08 um, an 08 Sportster, which is way too small for me. But we ended up boring it out to like a 1340, and uh, we put these. Um, it was a funny. It was the only Sportster I'd ever seen that we took uh, beach bars. We had uh, we had Road King beach bars on it. And I love those. Uh, like everybody look at that bike, they'd be like walking down. They see all these other bikes, and they'd like stop. They'd be it's like, "Funky, but it works." Yeah, they were like, "Does that bike have beach bars on it?" Yeah. And I was like, "Hell yeah, it does." That's the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a Sportster with beach bar. No eight Sportster with beach bars. Ten on people it. seen you on it. They remember that bike next yeah. time they seen it. Like, oh, that's that dude. We saw this bike before. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's the best part about yeah, it. Yeah, there wasn't much different between it besides it had like a stage three kit on it, and we bored it out and everything. But everybody remembered it because it had beach bars. Mm-hmm. Like nothing. Nothing like really stood out about the bike. I mean, yeah, I had like the stage three air filter on it, the Screaming Eagle air filter and stuff on it, but everybody remembered the beach bars. Right. Like who who <laughs> who's dumb enough to put beach bars on there? I liked it. I just like how the things like most people are like, I'm gonna put some mini apes on it right. or something like that. No, I'm not gonna put mini apes on it. I'm gonna have beach cruisers. There you on go. It. Like, that's yours. You yeah. make it. You that's, make that's it comfortable exactly. for you. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. That's your bike. It's your style. It's people always. People you always used to be like, well, why would you do that? I'm like, you already answered half the question. Yeah. Why would I do that? Because I want to. Because I like it. It's right. comfortable. Like, that's why I put them on there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it, man. That's the best ape hangers aren't comfortable to me. Beach cruisers are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it may look stupid. Building a I bike like is it. like uh, is like painting a picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can you can add to it endlessly. You know what I mean? You're, and if not, you just paint it all black and start over with another you know different yeah. color. You know that's the same thing. You can. You know, out of all the bikes I've built, I can't tell you how many times I changed the handlebars. This bike's already on like its second or third set of handlebars. Yeah. You know, the the foot pegs, the fenders, the air cleaners, just little things that catch people's eye that I just keep changing up. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's the thi- you know, that's the thing about it is you, it's endless. It's a jigsaw puzzle that has infinity pieces. You that's know? what I love about motorcycles is that it no two motorcycles ever have to be the same because you have so many modifications that's right. and aftermarket parts on them that you can just make it your own. Right. Yeah. I would. I would agree. You know, even even selling motorcycles, totally different than selling cars. I mean, it's a, it's a feeling. It's an emotional thing. People are happy yeah. buying a motorcycle. It's not like they need it to get to work. It's it's a total different experience from the customer. I mean, motorcycles just make people happy. Yeah. And, and it, it, they're hard. They're a harder sell than selling cars. Because oh. I work for Harley Davidson and I work for Polaris and and. Yamaha and all those as well, because I worked for uh, Charlie Charlie Davidson and also worked for uh, Route 60 Cycle, which was a Yamaha Polaris and uh, Yamaha dealer. And so working for both those companies, I realized real quick, you're selling a toy. Yeah. And these mm-hmm. people are coming in, they don't have to have it. Mm-hmm. They want it. Yep. And it's something that, you know, they want to have. Oh, yeah. And so that's even like these the urals that you have there I, there is not one ural in here that's exactly the same you have one no. that looks uh, has the green um, military paint on it then you have one that has like more of the desert look to it and then a black one and so it, it they are really cool bikes yeah. like the accessories and the modifications you can put on those things are pretty cool as well right absolutely so what does the future hold for santos cycles i know you have some huge plans coming up the future so what I'd like to do, uh, I'd like to 
add a food element to this eventually someday playing into the destination dealership that I'm looking for you know nothing big maybe paninis and stuff like that but something small right uh, bring people in uh, we'd like to get into I have a, a guy that works with us he's not on the podcast today but his name's Jake and he's a mechanic and he was really big into the restorations as as well as Sal really likes the older bikes so we're gonna try to get into a little bit more restorations uh, I had an older mechanic before that was more oil changes and tire changes and such and now we have a lot of crit- uh, creativity a younger yeah. crowd uh, so I'd like to harness that and and do more customization building and stuff like that the the motorcycle industry as a whole is getting a little bit soft the Millennials aren't buying into the motorcycles as much so the dynamic is changing a little bit yeah and so I think we're trying to one thing too is that the Millennials are buying into a different style bike I know a lot of the millennials are looking at cafe racers, and they're looking at more of a restoration type bike that you guys are. There's a there's a couple of them that are on the list over there that um, you guys are kind of catering towards a little bit too. Is is they're looking at more of these vintage bikes. They're looking the kind of the vintage cafe style. A lot of them like to go to c- cafes and different things like that, and mm-hmm. um, which kind of ties into your all's coffee shop and things like that as well. So, I mean, you all could probably play into that market a little bit more. Yeah. Especially with the wide open feel that you have in here with the, um, it's not just a dealership, but it's a destination to come to and hang out. And that's a lot of things millennials like to get into. Right. I mean, it's a feeling from, from the beginning, from the coffee, from the motorcycles, from the branding. When I started this, it was a feeling I'm trying to tap into, uh, I'd like anyone that's local listening to this, come on by, check us out, talk to us, see what we got going on, bring your bike by. We'd love to see what you guys are riding, see what we do over here. And so what's your all's address here on Baloo Road? Uh, it's 566 Baloo Road. Uh, we're right, we're on the west side of Baloo Road, uh, right next to the Salvation Army uh, between Anita and Gore. Uh, it's air conditioned, so we don't have the garage doors open for most of the year. So people sometimes think we're closed. We don't have a lot of space out front to park bikes, but we're here. Uh, we have a nice parking lot on the side. Just come on in the side door and, and check us out. And you all right down, right before you get, if you're coming from Main Street, you're right before you get to Caribbean Jacks, correct? Yep, yeah. uh, opposite the, side of the road. Yeah. Uh, we're right, right there before Caribbean Jacks. Uh, maybe not even a quarter mile before Caribbean Jacks. And what's your all's website? Uh, www.santos, that's S-A-N-T-O-S, cycles, with an S, dot com. Uh, we're big on social media. We got a Facebook, Instagram, it's slash Santos Cycles. And that, that'll be linked in all of our um, upcoming posts that we make on our Instagram and our Facebook page. So I will make a link to their website and a link to their Instagram, Facebook pages as well. So you guys can check those out. And uh, th- this is one of the coolest motorcycle shops I've ever been into. And uh, these guys are some cool guys. Y'all would love to come down and hang out and uh, party with them. What's your all's yeah. plan for Biketoberfest? Uh, Biketoberfest, we have a good time. Uh, I got a couple of buddies. We have a lot out back. So I've got a buddy coming, traveling from Arizona right now. He'll be here in the next day or so. He's going to be camping out back. I have another guy that comes down. He usually brings a big smoker from Jacksonville. 
this time he has rented it out so it won't be here for this event but it'll be back for bike week but we'll be doing shrimp and grits on saturday morning uh we usually have a fire out back and you know we just hang out we're real close to main street we'll go up there for a little while come back here so again if you're here for the event stop on by i mean we're here all hours of the night out back if you break down I mean, feel free to give us a call we'll come get you we'll help you out we're going to be here most hours of the night and anyone from out of town i mean even if you want to call send us a message if you have any questions about your bike or ideas or you want to email us pictures and see what we would do we're happy to help even if you're not local i mean we're just a bunch of guys that love motorcycles and what's your phone number here it's 980-292-5371 Cool, man. And uh, definitely come check these guys out. It's a, it's one of the coolest places to hang out in Daytona Beach. And uh, definitely just come check these guys out during Biketoberfest. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. This has no, been a cool episode. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hopefully we can do another one in the future. And, Absolutely. Uh, it was great to uh, be invited to do this. Yeah, and we'll definitely have to do one before Bike Week. What did they say? Bike Week? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. All right, until next week, you guys have a great one. episode of the Blue Collar Social Club. Make sure you go check us out on Facebook and Instagram and on our Facebook group and make a suggestion for next week's episode. We thank you all so much for your support and let's make this a great week.